Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 66, Love, Simon. Hello, Hallie. Hello, David. Hello, Kristen. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. I <laughs> see you're slowly <laughs> set your phone down. Stop peeking. Hallie and Kristen don't like their personality quiz we results. Don't like, no. Spoiler. We'll get to that in a second. First of all, Love, Simon is a 2018 American romantic comedy drama film. It was directed by Greg Berlanti, and it stars Nick Robinson, Josh Duhamel, I think. And Demel. Demel. Yeah. And Jennifer Garner. And also, like, all of the kids, but those are the only people that... That's, those are the stars. Those are the yeah, stars. I guess. Uh, Jennifer, is Jennifer Garner the mom? Yeah. Yep. I've heard of her, but I don't know. She's, she's, she was what. in Juno. We watched yeah. Juno. She and Josh was also mom. Well, she wasn't Juno's mom, but she was the mom who was going to adopt Juno's baby. Okay. Yeah. And then Josh Demel is in Transformers. Yeah. Your favorite movie? Is he the robot? <laughs> no, he is um, Military Man. That's his character's name. Main Military Great. Man. Yeah. I don't know, his name's probably like Jack or something. <laughs> <laughs> Generic white boy. Military name. Great. Totally remembered him. Uh, Love, Simon. It was a box office success. It grossed $66 million off of its $10 to $17 million budget. Because in Hollywood, you have to sort of pretend that you don't know what your budget was sometimes. Because of weird accounting. But yeah, ten to seventeen million dollars. It made sixty-six million. That's a lot. It's a lot. It was also successful with critics, who appreciated its cast, its big heart, and its normalizing of teenage gay relationships. Love Simon being the first film by a major Hollywood studio to focus on a gay teenage romance. It also won Best Kiss at the awards for oh good kissing. <laughs> the kissing <laughs> awards. Movie awards. Yeah. yeah. I didn't write it down, but I remembered looking at the the critical accolades. That sounds like something that MTV Movie Awards would do because they do always have a best kiss yeah. thing. That's the one that Brokeback Mountain won. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was the MTV Movie NTV Awards. It also was nominated for the best musical moment. It doesn't say what moment. I was going to let you know. I was dancing to. Yeah, lot of lot of acclaim for Love Simon. Yeah. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Love, Simon is the story of Simon Spear, a teen boy from the suburbs who is secretly gay. After a post from a closeted boy at their high school going by the name of Blue shows up on the blog everyone reads, Simon reaches out and starts a pen pal relationship with him, eventually falling in love. However, theater kid Martin uses a public computer at the library directly after Simon and reads the email correspondence. Attracted to Simon's friend Abby, Martin blackmails Simon, threatening to out him if he doesn't help Martin win Abby's affections. When Abby turns him down, Martin posts the emails to the blog, letting everyone at the school know Simon is gay and ending the correspondence between Simon and Blue. Simon, having ruined his friendships and lost the boy he loves, has a lot of apologizing to do. Well, his literal and figurative roller coaster ride is not really a roller coaster. Is a Ferris wheel a roller coaster? No. Okay. <laughs> we settled that one. With his figurative roller coaster ride of life and in shambles, where a blue show up and turn things around and around and around because they're on a Ferris wheel. Uh, Some iced coffees, Halloween Oreos, and the easiest suspension from school of anybody's lives. It's Love Simon. I don't think, did the kids actually wind up getting suspended? I don't know. 
I want closure. I want closure. We see them again with yeah. that light, but it's also nearish the end of the movie, yeah. so they get they can get, get chewed out really well. Yeah, and that was good. Mm-hmm. But, That's a great moment. I saw that in the theater, and people clapped. The theater. The theater. Yes. Well, people clap when homophobes get chewed out. <laughs> well done. <laughs> you showed them. Yes. All right. The personality quiz that everybody loved. Hallie. I don't want to go first. I have to. Somebody. Legally. (laughs) I'll go first. I'm so mad because I wanted a better character. And like, Nick is fine, but Nick is just like... Nick's there. Nick's there. I read the book and Nick's just there. Nick is just there. Yep. Persists? He pers- he no, what's that thing? What's the thing that I said that Jonathan... Oh, maintains. 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 Yes. It says, you're a dreamer. You love being active and enjoy team sports, but you also value quiet time with your close friends to talk about the important things in life. You're very loyal and caring. All right, well, that personality quiz gave him more things than yeah, the movie that, did, right? That's yeah. Nick. That's Nick. He he's, does enjoy he's a dreamer team sports. In that he I would talks about his dream yeah. once at the beginning of the movie. He wants to soccer. Yes. He does want to soccer. How about you, Hallie? Do you want to soccer? No. Do you want to blackmail somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Martin. You're a bit of a nerd, and you're not ashamed to admit it. You love making people laugh, but you can be selfish when it comes to getting what you want. You try to learn from your mistakes. I have nothing more to say about Martin. <laughs> I want to know what answers this is bullshit. <laughs> right? I was like, Martin? This, this was bullshit. I chose my favorite boots and my favorite Oreo. There's no way that Martin likes the limeade Oreo. Or it the seems like the weird boots that, that I choose. What boots did you choose? What I also chose the limeade the Oreo, though. Yeah. Black boots in the top, right? That's what I picked. And yet yeah. you did not get <laughs> What the fuck? I picked the very long boot. The very long, very boot. long boot? And because of your long boot pick, yes, who did, did you, you get, get, David? I got Bram. Bram! Bram! You win. Yeah. <laughs> well... <laughs> 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 I should have read it first and then had you guess who I got. You're incredibly smart as well as athletic. You're quite shy and keep to yourself, but once people get to know you, they realize how fun you are. Bram! Jams, yeah. Bram. Bram. That's Bram. 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 Bram also does soccer with mm-hmm. Nick and Grant. There you go. They're soccer bros. Yeah, I was happy with Bram. Yeah. Okay. Bram is a good middle. Like, That's how Bram knows them. Because he sat down at the table and I was like, have we seen you before? Yes. Okay. So, Grant, tall one, yeah. who was like, party at Bram's house. Yeah. And Bram, I enjoy Bram. do soccer with Nick. Nick. Okay. I was like, I didn't know if we had seen them before they sat down and were like, Halloween party at Bram's. Party. I think we saw them at lunch. Okay. Really, maybe. It didn't really matter. It's just like, oh, they're friends. It's high school. Whatever. It's like, whatever, man. Yeah. There are a lot of things in this movie that may just be like teen movie things. Like that scene where they're like, party at Bram's. He's yes. like pointing at everybody. He's like, that's not. Has anybody <laughs> thrown a party like that? <laughs> I threw all my parties like that. 
You just, you just go around and point at people and tell yeah. them to show up at like, Bram's house because everybody knows where Bram lives. Everybody knows where Bram lives. I like that you invited like a nine-year-old or something. It was like, you, I want you to be there. And someone from off screen was like, he's nine or something like that. That happens. You're looking at me like it doesn't. He invited like a freshman. Oh. And they were like, you're going to scare him. <laughs> thought it was an actual child that he invited. <laughs> well, I would just happen to be in the high school food court for some reason. Fun fact, while I was, technically I did not read this book, I listened to the audiobook. but as I listened to it, I thought Grant was going to be the one, so the entire time I was like, it's Grant! And so when it wound up, spoiler alert, I don't know why there was a pause, spoiler alert, when it wound up being Bram, I was like, Okay, listen, I was wrong, but I wasn't far off because they're kind of interchangeable for a bit. Um, so, yeah. So, I wasn't wrong. Well, you were. But fundamentally, I, however, <laughs> however, I think the movie would have been more interesting if it was Grant. I don't know why. I just feel like that's... Possibly because, because they already were like... He goes through the, like, whoever's reading the letters mm-hmm. is whoever he thinks it is at that time based on the evidence he has. So I was like, oh, we've already done Bram. It'd be kind of boring if we just went back to the first person on the list. And then we just went back to the first person on the list. And I was like, I really wanted it to come out of nowhere. It was very confusing. Grant would have. Because watching the movie, in, like, in the book, it's a secret the whole time. Right. And then you learn at the end who it is, as it is in the movie. But then when it shows... Bram narrating. My sister and I were like, we're not not supposed to know this yet. And then I saw what they were doing. But I was like, you scared me for a moment, movie. (laughs) I thought you were cheating. Bram's segment lasts for a lot longer than the other two, I feel like. It lasts longer than Cal's, but when I listened to the book, I Cal for reasons I don't know but I was like it better not be this kid <laughs> wasn't so I was happy is Cal the theater kid or the he's the last one he's the last one okay. he's not Waffle House kid no okay that's Lyle that's Lyle Lyle okay yeah yeah for some reason I did not like Cal he seemed smarmy and bad I liked Cal he seemed fine in the movie okay <laughs> whatever and he was probably fine in the but I was like, mm, no. I felt like I felt like it was a heavy load with Bram, but that's also possibly because when they showed him, I didn't realize it was going to be a trend with that. So I was just like, oh, he figured it out because of the Halloween Oreos. Congrats! And then it lasted for a long enough time that I was like, all right, so we just we just know now, and now we watch them like Find them figure other. it out and get together or whatever. And then surprise, he's making out with a girl, and I was like. Could just be a mistake. Those happen at high school parties. Could also be bi. Could also be bi. Bi erasure is bad. Felt Don't do it like I just did by accident. You're a bad person. I know. Martin. Martin. God. Fuck <laughs> Martin. Another fun fact that you guys are you're gonna get sick of these. Um, what in in the book. One of the clues, because Blue does not ever say who he is, but he gives clues to be like, here are some things about me, piece it together. Um, He says that he shares his name with a president, because Bram is short for Abraham. Um, And 
I think everyone collectively has a moment where they think it could be Martin because of Martin Van Buren. Yeah. And I'm sure there are also other reasons in the book that I can't remember at this time. But there's there's a chunk of time where you're like, it better not be the kid who's blackmailing him. And I got like angry. I would like hate listen to the book. <laughs> I wanted to know what was happening, but I was like, it better not be when this kid. When he ran up and was like, it's me. I was like, no, it's not. And then Simon was like, like, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, just get off. No one wants to get off the get off the yeah. stage. Yeah. That was also fun being in the movie for it because yeah. everyone was like, <laughs> like there was like <laughs> audible no's. Yeah. Yeah, Martin. Martin sucks. Yeah, Martin's <laughs> just the worst. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I didn't know anything about this going into it, except that it was uh, a teenage gay love story because Kristen let on that much. Because Kristen really likes this movie. I do! David doesn't! I thought it was, like, fine. Like, I, as I texted Hallie and Kristen, the, maybe, like, very angry at the beginning. And part of it is, like, I don't know. Simon's, like, very privileged. and He doesn't seem to have, like, any self-awareness for this. Just, like, <laughs> the, coming from, like, the suburbs and everything so, I'm a normal teenager, so just he's like, like yeah i'm just like you like that was kind of off-putting both the privilege thing and like the you know i'm like you except i have a huge secret feels almost like he's falling into the you know the trap that he late like rightfully derives later in the movie of like you know being straight is kind of the default so like you couldn't possibly have the same secret i do because you were straight like i don't know i i, I was like Hmm, I don't know about this kid. And then, like, later we get context for that opening scene when we realized he was writing that to Blue. So, like, obviously Blue would at least be in the same social circles that he was in, probably. Yeah. And, like, you know. So I was like, okay, like, I guess it makes a little bit more sense. But as an introduction to the character right at the beginning, I was like, hmm. <laughs> and then the first thing that happens when they get to school is some jocks are, like, picking on the one out gay kid and call him a slur and Simon's response is like I wish Ethan wouldn't make it so easy for them I was like like it's Ethan's fault what are you doing that made me angry yes it made me angry but I also could see that coming from a high school boy thinking that was a progressive thing to say because high schoolers are idiots and so that kind of mentality I kind of appreciated being uh being represented because it feels like the kind of mentality you have until you grow up into realizing like that's not an okay thing to think. Also I could see it being as him a closeted gay kid being worried that if he's out oh, people definitely. are going to pick on yeah, yeah. him so he's so like see I can't I can't present myself like that because then they're gonna be I'm gonna be picked on so like I wish Simon's a good kid. It was not a great comment, but I it's don't think comment. he meant anything. I bad I get the impression it. that when he's like twenty five, he's gonna look back and be like, "Why the fuck did I say that?" Yeah, yeah. It he had does, it had that later. To me. He does later apologize to yeah. Ethan, not for that comment specifically, but just just in general, just kind of in general for the world being bad <laughs> to him. Um, anyways, so. This was all within the first seven minutes of the movie, and I was kind of mad, and I think that colored my viewing for a while going into the movie. It was, I was just like, man, Simon, he kind of sucks. And then Simon did sort of suck for a while, like going along with Martin's scheme to get him together with Abby, 
and like lying about her dating life to Nick and trying to set Nick up with Leah and like hurting everyone around him to keep his secret. Like that was all, I don't know. I mean, I appreciate that he's in a difficult situation and I can't say that like I would be the courageous one who'd be like, no, reveal my secret. I won't hurt my friends for you, Martin. Like <laughs> Martin? Martin. I like, I don't know. He takes a selfish line, which like, I don't know. I should be clear. He shouldn't be forced into anyways because the world in general and high school in specific are awful places. Yeah. And like, he shouldn't feel the need to keep a secret about his sexuality. And like, you know, I understand that, especially at the young age that he is trying to protect himself and being selfish in that sort of way. Like, I understand why he does it, even though it does wind up hurting everyone except his family, who are very accepting, even though his dad is sucked for the whole movie. I don't know. There were sweet moments in it. I did like that. I think one of the things that was, maybe not off-putting, one of the things, one of the problems I had with it was similar to the problems I had with Fault in Our Stars, which may just be a thing in this genre of movie, which was like, and maybe it's just these two specific movies, because they're made by the same producers. Yes, they are. They were, there's like lots of crowds cheering on teens at teens, <laughs> yes. at times that feel maximally uncomfortable. Like, at the, on Frank House in Fault in Our Stars, and everyone applauds at their first kiss after Hazel, like, almost dies weird. climbing the stairs. That was weird. And it was, was like, weird. stop, what are you doing? And I felt the same when everyone in the school is hanging out around the Ferris wheel, waiting for Simon and Bram to get together and kiss. I was like, just let them have this moment. You don't have right. to clap like, for them. You like, have to, like, he's so much less likely to show up if all of you were there. Yeah. It makes more sense that they waited until Bram showed up because Simon did this whole like declaration on Tumblr and and everyone was showing up and it still is like kind of weird. But I can also imagine, you know, as they do, just yeah. being like, yeah, let's see how this pans out. It's weirder that once Bram showed up and got on the Ferris wheel, they weren't just like, aw, had a happy ending. Anyway, want some funnel cake? And then like walk away. Instead, they just waited there <laughs> until they got to the like, top and they're like, yeah. oh, gonna make out or what? Yeah. It was like, I'm glad that they accepted them. Yes. It felt very performative in the way that they were accepting them and giving the most round of applause as they're having their first kiss on the Ferris wheel. It's and high school, I mean, yeah. it's performative. Yeah. And like, there were a lot of big moments like that, like at the at the football game, though that's Martin, and Martin sucks. <sighs> and like, like that whole scene was also very uncomfortable. That scene I think is supposed to be uncomfortable in that way. I was also uncomfortable by what was supposed to be a really sweet scene on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> it's like, just let them be. So you don't have to applaud for them. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, it was like a six. It's higher than a six. Hallie, what number do you give it? Seven. It deserves higher than a seven. I liked it quite a lot, though. I was upset. And yet only a seven. Yeah, well, the, I, I, I might read it there. a seven and a half. I'm like a second. Yeah, seven Ooh, and a half. Seven point nine. Round that up to like an eight. Seven. <laughs> up to like seven point seven. It'll go around yeah. to an eight. Uh, seven, seven point. I, I, I like the soundtrack a lot. Soundtrack um, was great. Done by Jack Antonoff, who does great music things. And there were many Bleachers songs in there. He's the lead man for Bleachers. So lots of fun. 
very minor point. It really bothered me when they're in the car at the beginning and he hits the Bleacher song on his phone and then later goes and turns the radio to a different <laughs> station. I was like, which one is it? <laughs> which one is it, Simon? Off <laughs> at him and you're like, you don't even know your music, Simon. I think you walked to talk about features. What were you saying? I don't remember. <laughs> you said you liked the soundtrack, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I got upset because um, because I forgot that I had to watch this movie. So I started it last night, shortly before I had plans to watch. Yu-Gi-Oh! So I was gonna like watch as much as I could and then finish it after Yu-Gi-Oh! Before, before bed. So I, but the point at which the Yu-Gi-Oh! thing began and the point at which I had to stop the movie because the Yu-Gi-Oh! thing began was right after Leo was like, you were gonna set me up with Nick even though you knew there was no future there and that just makes you cruel. So I had to pause after that, and I was like, wow, I really got to the lowest point in the movie before <laughs> stopping to go switch to some dual monsters, and now I have to sit through whatever the fuck is going to happen on that show, and then come back to watch the rest of this denouement, and the climax, which the comes climax. before the denouement. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But I had to, I was very upset for a while. Yeah. I, bad for Leah. I, I yeah. wanted... I wanted to, before we get into Leah, <laughs> I will admit that I'm not like a very good audience member for movies where someone's character art starts with them like, well, like not necessarily sucking, but like you, they're not the best person. And then they make mistakes and hurt people who don't deserve it. And then like they realize they screw up and apologize and everything is cool again. Like that arc, I don't know if it's like apologies don't go far enough for me or like I'm not forgiving enough of people in my own life sometimes <laughs> or like what it is but like it feels like main characters who are invariably white dudes get let off the hook by the movie sometimes and like so things can get patched up and the film can have a happy ending and like I don't know like if somebody treated me like Simon treats Nick or like Leah I would have a hard time like accepting them back into my life right away and maybe it's just a personal failing. <laughs> I will admit that that's possible. In that, like, I want more of a sense of, like, comeuppance for the tough time Simon puts his friends through. And I don't know if it's just, like... Is the tough time Simon goes through not enough? Well, I think... Because now he lost his friends, and the thing he was worried about would happen yeah. happened. So he doesn't have support from anybody. Yeah, I just don't always feel comfortable with, like dudes treating their friends badly and then having the narrative onus get put on the friends to forgive and forget so we feel happy that we've returned to the status quo at the end of the movie. Um, like, it feels like... Like, that is kind of a trope and, like, it is a familiar arc, but, like, the pressure does really get put on the friends to be like, it's cool, let's all go back to being happy together. So we can have like the cool road trip at the end where they're gonna go on an adventure instead of going to school. Okay. Like, I don't know. I wanted, and it's not like I wanted Leah, like <laughs> Leah to be like, no, Just we can never be friends again. <laughs> like, I don't know what I want, but. I disagree. I want, I want something a little bit. I want something a little bit more. Like he needs to, he needs to apologize harder. <laughs> he could have done a better apology. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. 
Um, Maybe it's like when I screw up in my life, I feel so bad and apologize so much. <laughs> like I want to see somebody else like really go through all of that awful guilt that I feel <laughs> just living in the world. <laughs> I mean, I think Leah definitely does get the 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 shortest end of the stick because it's like she says to Simon. Like, you thought I was in love with Nick, and you had me go out with him and set me up for failure, and that just makes you cruel. And I think that's the meanest thing Simon does, because, I mean, like, sure, he invites Martin to the party, but he also, like, it's a, it's a party. Yeah. Like, they could talk to, he could talk to anyone, he could branch off, Abby is free to avoid Martin in all the ways she wants to avoid Martin, <laughs> as do we all. Yeah. While at the party, and then, like, the Waffle House thing, I get, like, his motivations aren't great, but it also is just, like, he just invited them to Waffle House. He didn't say, like, oh, yeah, the three of us are going to go to Waffle House. Oh, no, I forgot I have to go take my sister to band practice. And then, like, yeah. leaves and bails on them. And then Nick, like, yeah, he did lie to him, but... I don't know, I'm sort of like... It was, it was clear... <laughs> it's Nick. <laughs> but, like, it's clear that... Nick liked Abby and was gonna, like, say something anyway. I don't know. But then, like, Simon, like, throws himself between them and is like, no, you can't... Yeah, Abby but also, like... like She's got a college boyfriend. Yeah, but that's... I don't know, this goes on for, like, two... Three months. Yeah. And then uh, Simon being out is forever now and was not done the way he wanted to. And he was being blackmailed and he saw how terribly they were treating Ethan. So I think that's a like a good reason to be like, yeah, I, I don't want that to happen to me. I see how these people are treated and it's going to change the way my family looks at me, my friends look at me, or so he may fear. And... I'm not saying his actions are great, but I think that given the blackmail Martin was doing, Simon's, like, going along with it, I'm doing air quotes, was kind of just like, yeah, Martin can attend these things. And, oh, yeah, Nick, sorry, she has a boyfriend. But, like, if Nick at any point had been like, hey, Abby, do you have a boyfriend? She'd be like, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... But then they'd find out that, that Simon lied to them. I don't know. But then they see when they go back to school and those two guys are being terrible to Simon and Ethan simultaneously. I think, you know, you can see it on their faces that they're like, oh, this is the exact thing that he was trying to prevent. And I'm not saying I'm happy that he did what he did, but like, I get now why this... Even Martin, who blackmailed him, was like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize people still did... Did stuff like that. And I'm like, Martin, shut up. Martin, Your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> also, like, yeah. he's like, my brother's gay. It's fine. And I'm like, you should be more understanding right. than not to lean into the whole, like, you can only understand or whatever if you had that person in your life. But, like, it should have made him more compassionate towards the matter. I feel like he would also have known that they're being real mean to Ethan, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, they're not... Yeah. You know, like, this feels like not a secret. I don't so, know. So, I mean, yeah, Simon did, like, lie to everyone, but I think it kind of... I mean, 
imploded his life and I think if I were in the same situation I probably would have done the same thing as Simon and been like yeah sure Martin I don't care you can come to things but he didn't like make he didn't like force him and Abby together and then he just kind of had to like keep I can see how like I mean he spread a lot about Abby with the like she has a college boyfriend and rumors like that can be very damaging to a high school girl's quote unquote image and reputation. Not that all of that stuff. Spread a rumor like he was at a party like, hey guys. No, I know, but like but like when Abby is mad and they confront him on the street or whatever, she's like, You told him this and this and this and like I would be really mad. When you said confront him on the street, it just made me think that they like went up to him with knives. (laughs) (laughs) Switchblades at the ready. Um, No, I mean I understand that that would be very upsetting. So like I can see and like I don't know. I, I can see Simon's thing, and then I can see how once they learn about this, mm-hmm. like, I think they're understandably upset. And, yeah, Abby being like, I'm not, like, a piece of meat. You can just, like, pawn off on people. She's right. I just think that, I don't know. And they, it, it, Abby and Nick still got together at the end. Leah's heartbroken, which is sad. Um, she'll get over. I just, I just oh, she'll like, get over it. The next book is Leah on the offbeat. I'm gonna tell you guys what happens there, but that comes later. Okay. I just atonement. <laughs> I mean, it's true. His his apology was not. He didn't acknowledge the things I wanted him to acknowledge. Like yeah. things spin out of control. He was like, it just got harder and harder to keep up, but I didn't know how to get out. Like if he had said something to that effect, I think I'd be happier. Yeah. I could understand the initial, like, he's being bombarded by his three friends. Yeah. Also, like, things did not go well in his mind with his family, and, like, now school is hard and everything. So I can understand the initial, like, playing defense and being like, no, here's why and I had to do this and this. But he could have done a thing later where, you know, he recognizes, mm-hmm. like, they were hurt by his actions, even though, you know, he really felt like he was between a rock and a hard place. Um, he could yeah. have he could have done another apology. Yeah, me. he does like say how important they are to him on the blog when he's writing his his blog post. Do what? high schools have blog? Is this like I don't know. I was wondering that have too. A, a, a high school blog and um, or a Facebook thing. I know when I some dumb girls in my grade tried to do from Mean Girls a burn book. Like, secret thing on Facebook where they just wrote mean things. It did not last very long because everyone was like, this is stupid. This is, uh, <laughs> this is very, the movie teaches us this is very right. bad. And then what was equally annoying just in my eyes is that people tried to do a retaliation, like, wonderful things about people. And I'm like, this is also you performative could, and annoying. You could just, like, you could stop just doing not have any of these books and live your life. Because the thing is, just as much as people are going to dread being featured in the bad thing, people are going to feel left out if they're not right. featured in the good thing. And with a graduating class of, like, 500 people, that's that's a lot of people you yeah. got to comment on. And we know it's just going to be the popular kids. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there were things like that. But as far as I knew, there was not a, like, secret Tumblr for the high school that I attended But also, I wouldn't be surprised if there was later, because when I was a senior is when Tumblr started to, like, get big. So Mm -hmm. maybe if I graduated, like, two, three years later, it's possible. Mm -hmm. 
One day I'll it's, ask it's, it my is, cousin. She was younger. If younger. there was one, I mean, it's not a surprise. I did not know about it. Nor was a part of it. So, like, that's fine. Like, yeah. we had a Facebook group. I think we have a Facebook group now for, like, anniversary, like, 10th anniversary reunion stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah. go on it. But, like, but, like. My, I mean, yeah, my little Facebook has a thing that's, like, graduating class of 2012. Yeah, that, like, that kind of thing. But, like, but, like, an in high school thing. I don't, I don't know. But that just seems, that seems to also be a trope in movies there's some kind of central hub for all of this gossip to go down i yeah. loved hot that goss. leah called uh some hot goss. i love that leah called simon to be like did you see the post about the gay kid it's like oh they're really trying here <laughs> to circulate this news this is news there's a gay kid there was um somebody i'm trying to find the name let me see if i can find it there's an article on Bitch Media Great. by uh, Lee Sian Go re- uh, reviewing the movie. And uh, they describe it as... Though on some level, Love, Simon is a straightforward mainstream teen flick release distinguished only by the fact that the central pairing is a same-sex one, the film also feels like a thesis statement about the liberatory potential of internet on- anonymity for queer teens. And that seemed like something they was doing that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. you know, that you get, like the internet is kind of a terrible place. Yes. <laughs> and especially for marginalized folks. But like, there still is, the sort of the dream of the internet is like, with everybody being anonymous, like nobody would be mean to each other, which is yeah. not what happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, the movie does this thing where, like, you can have, uh, like, a, a pen pal who's going through the same stuff that you are and, you know, not even know their name, but have this person who's kind of a, a safe space for you. And, like, that's cool. Like, I, I actually had a relationship like that in high school. That, uh, yeah, I had a friend that I only knew online for a very long time. She was, like the friend of a friend who had just moved to the school mm-hmm. and the person who became my friend was one of her friends from her old school. And that's, that's a complicated way to it explain is. this, <laughs> but friend of my friend who lived in upstate New York, but like we started just talking online over AOL instant messenger. Cause I'm <laughs> old. <laughs> and eventually like we moved to phone calls and we talk like, for hours pretty much every day like a lot and it was so wholesome it was really nice having a friend that like we could both be completely open and honest with each other which was sort of the basis of our friendship for a long time since we lived several states away and never met in person and like it was it did feel similar to Simon's relationship with Blue like they can talk to each other about anything and be real honest about like what they're going through because they don't actually know each other and they wind up sort of loving each other as a character i don't know they love each other's like personness without having a physical body involved first or whatever and like i don't know i love my friend very much too and like i don't know things changed and we drifted apart in college but we both kind of needed someone our own age to talk to for a long time and that felt like a really good basis for a friendship as we went through our awful teenage shit together (laughs) Um, so, like, that 
that was something that the movie did that I that really resonated with me, and I enjoyed that part of it a lot. Of like, here's the thing that technology can do that isn't terrible. I uh, I think the Creek Secrets is supposed to be on Tumblr or like a Tumblr adjacent thing. Um, and I thought that was nice because when I was using Tumblr, it also was good in that like the town I grew up is probably kind of similar to Simon's. You know, it's like pretty well off people and less diverse because (laughs) got to work on that. But it really is just sort of one of those things where like I grew up a certain way and you know when you're younger you're like oh this is how the world is and then being on tumblr i would follow blogs that a lot of people you know i would follow them because they like posted one direction stuff but then they post their own things and it was nice because there were people who like did not have a supportive family system for being gay or being into one direction or being whatever the heck else was going on in their lives. Because <laughs> we hate <laughs> one direction. But, like, there are people who just, like, don't support the things that their family or friends are into. So it was very nice. Like, I feel like Tumblr actually was a very good site in terms of opening my eyes to, like, things other people go through. And a lot of people did form a lot of friendships on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We have friends who met on Tumblr mm-hmm. and have now been dating for like several years. Many years, yep, yeah. How about that? How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice because yeah, you do get to like enjoy a person as a person without having to factor in any of the things that shouldn't matter in friendships, but when you're in high school, public perception is a thing you're very concerned about. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean for for me it was it was one of those things that like in hindsight we both just needed a really good therapist (laughs) but like having somebody having somebody our own age that we could talk to about all the things that we were going through and like you know have secrets together about you know whatever terrible thing had happened to us that day yeah it was it was really nice and yeah, the internet wish... can be good sometimes. It can be. Usually it's not though. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be. I've been listening to a lot of I listeners, I didn't have internet in my house for a long time. I just like if I needed to check my email, I'd go to my li- go to the library and that was it. Like but I've had I've had internet for a little while now. And the biggest change is that I listen to a lot more Kate Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Running up that hill. Yeah. Making a deal with God. Yes. Hounds of Love. You don't know that one. Nope. <laughs> I did not even know, like, so many people are, like, knocking down Stranger Things fans for being like, you didn't know running up that hill until Stranger Things? And I'm like, listen, I heard about it through my sister and the original version to me that I heard was a cover by a band called Placebo. And I thought that was the original for many, many years. And it was probably only like three years ago that someone was like, oh yeah, running up that hill by Kate Bush. And I was like, who? She do a cover? No. She did the real one. She did the real one. She did the first one. I don't think I've ever heard the song. I nodded politely when you referenced it. 
in Stranger Things 4. It's like, yes, that song. Okay, we have to pause. I could say that I knew it because I'd seen everybody talking about it on Twitter, so I was like, yes, I am familiar with it, though having never heard it myself. You've probably heard it. There's also a chance that you haven't, but like, it's a popular enough song. You haven't heard the original because it's been covered a lot. watch a lot of like shit videos on YouTube? No. Cannot imagine that. I heard <laughs> so many songs because I would be like Hannah Montana, like the TV show, like Lily and Oliver video. And people would have little compilations and I heard so many good songs. There was a great one to a Cheetah Girls song. And I stand by it to this day because I thought of it like a year ago and I looked it up. <laughs> Lily and like, Oliver. Yeah. Except now I gotta play the placebo version. I'll only do the chorus. Okay, we're back. We're back! We listened to some Kate Bush. Wait, did you like the song? It was okay. (laughs) 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 While you were playing this song, I was like, oh, she's gonna ask me if I like it. (laughs) Kate Bush. She has a very dramatic personness. <laughs> I liked her dancing. She yeah. seems wonderful, and I'm sure she makes wonderful music. I just won't be downloading it to my Spotify. You say that now. I do say that you're now. You're going to be at home, and you're going to be like, I don't want to go. That same voice. The same stiff tone. Victorian choir <laughs> it was nine. <laughs> and then Grant invites you to the party. Like, invited to the party? Also, I know there, I know this is a bunch of, like, rich kids. But I can't fathom having the energy or the money as a high schooler to throw that party. There was so much alcohol and so much food. And I was like, surely your parents are monitoring what you're spent. You're rich. So maybe not. But, but... I was just like, you know, Bram's name, not his story. The movie didn't tell you <laughs> his story, so that's true. Yeah. Um, um, it was just another classic. Those high school kids in the movie with their time and, and their house parties. parties. With and their time? Yeah. The herb. What? Grinding up that time. <laughs> <laughs> Snored at the Halloween party. <laughs> the kids do now. <laughs> no, it also bothers me on a personal level when any they had so much time before school to pick up four people and then get their little iced coffees. How much is an iced coffee breakfast. from Starbucks? Money. It's like yeah. every every day go and get those iced coffees. Yeah, it's yeah. way too much iced coffee and I was like, God, that's so much money per day. And they charge you more when you ask for less ice. Which is what I do because they fill it with so much ice. Yeah. But I don't like iced coffee that much, so no, I would never get iced coffee in my life. So. Yeah. But didn't you like how they did the four coffees and then the one and coffee, then the five coffees and then the five coffees? When it cut to that scene, I was like, oh my god! And then the guy gets up, but the passenger seat goes to the back. I like too that she had to walk all the way around the car because yeah. Nick couldn't be bothered to be <laughs> the one in the middle. 
I thought for a second she Nick. was gonna get in the trunk and I was like, <laughs> seat back there like a cool trunk. She's gonna walk to the back. That's and I'm just throw herself off. And she has suction cups on her hands. That's how that's how far Leah has fallen. She's just gotta sit in the trunk. Hopefully she doesn't bang around too much. Oh poor Leah. What were your thoughts on Leah? You were gonna, you were gonna say that. I just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I felt bad for her because, like, first of all, like she's into Simon, and obviously into Simon, and Simon right. is just like <laughs> completely like, oblivious. You're in love with Nick, and I was like, where the fuck did you get that from? Yeah, you were just, you were just begging for it to be different right now. And then like, nobody's ever asking about Leah. It's always Abby. <laughs> That's true. And I felt really bad because I was like, but, but Leah's pretty too. <laughs> Nobody cares about Leah. Everybody, like literally everyone they meet is like, so what's Abby's deal? Mm-hmm. And it was like, she's, he was like right there. She's so nice. <laughs> yeah. She had wonderful jackets. She, she did. did. And I liked all of her outfits. Yeah. And her Like such a caring person. I know. She cared about the wrong person, but... In the book. Okay. (laughs) Simon thinks that Abby, not Abby, that Leah likes Nick because of what Simon thinks. And it does seem a lot like that way, except almost all of the readers were like, Simon, everyone, you're dumb. Leah's in love with Abby. (laughs) Like, (laughs) literally everyone who... So much so, spoiler alert, that in Leah on the offbeat, it takes place like when they're in college, I think like freshman year, or maybe it's like the second half of this. I don't know, it's at some point in the future. Um, Abby and Nick have broken up. Abby and Leah are at the same college, and they get together, mm-hmm. and the author literally dedicated it. I took a picture of this earlier. It's, it's The book is dedicated to, or it says, for the readers who knew something was up, because literally all the readers were like, I get that you're trying to make it seem like Leah is jealous of Abby because she likes Nick, but this is really just coming off as Leah being in love with Abby and not not having. There's two gay friends in this group or hey, by hey. we don't know. We don't know. But that's funny because she and Abby didn't really talk at all in the movie, despite being best friends. Leah they're not Abby. best friends. Abby not just moved like best friends, but they're friends. Abby's just kind of in the friend group. Because she's that, there not with friends. No, but like... <laughs> she's kinda, just in the friend okay, group, but they're like, not friends. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> but before you were like, how do they know Grant and Bram? Yeah. It's, it's kind of like how Grant and Bram are there because of Nick. Abby's there because she was in the musical with Simon. Oh. Leah and Abby don't have any real life. Okay, so Simon was Simon them. was the bridge between Abby and other friend group yeah. people. I misread that and thought Leah was for some reason. No. I don't know. No. Okay. Simon was. Okay. So Well And so it was interesting movie. because watching the movie, having listened to the book. And being like, you idiots, Leah's in love with Abby. When Leah was like I was in love with you, Simon. I was like, literally, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but no. Literally, 
literally, Leah, you have it all wrong. You don't know who you're in love with. And I showed this movie to my friend. And at the beginning, she was like, oh, yeah, she's in love with Simon, isn't she? And we're like, yeah, I guess. In if the you movie, read the text. But if you... <laughs> but if you really read the text. But if you read between the lines. And watching for it this time... You can sort of see it, like, when Abby shows up in her little, like, Wonder Woman costume. Nick is clearly like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. And you could you could see Abby's actions as also, not Abby, Leah's actions being like, oh, my God, she's gorgeous. But she can't say anything. Well, she, she was excuses herself. objectively gorgeous. Yeah. In that, yeah. Everybody, everybody's all about Abby. <laughs> like everyone's the, all, everyone's then, all about Abby. When Martin shows up, she, like, pulls her shorts down a little bit. Yeah. And it felt so bad. I was like, God, this poor girl. She wanted to be a little bit flirty with the guy that she likes. And, and where, like, Martin just wanted to know what made her feel nostalgic. <laughs> I just, I knew so many boys in high school who were like Martin. And it was just like, we live in a lot of memories watching Martin do his Martin thing. And it was not pleasant for me. No. I thought I would like Martin because he was annoying the first scene, but then he's in the library and he's like, he asks for a book in a German accent. He's like, German accent, cabaret. I was like, aha, theater kid. And then he got bad real, real fast. <laughs> That's That was the endearing thing to you? Yeah. <laughs> Is he, does the, okay. It's like a cabaret. It was just, one of, I don't know, it was one of those like really stupid but harmless things. And I was like, aha, you have a character. And then his character got so much worse as the movie continued. Yeah. If you want to like a character that that actor plays, watch the movie before I fall. Before I don't know if that's what it's called. And that's not very <laughs> helpful for us if you want us to watch it. Um, he's in that, and he okay. is actually a character that you like. But I think I saw that first. And... Yeah, Before I Fall. I was right. right. No, okay, I saw Before I Fall first. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What's your next point of discussion, David? What, what is the vice principal's deal? Oh, my God. I'm just going to suplex him. But, but... I like that actor. Martin embarrasses himself. He's like, way to go, Martin. You gave it a shot. And I'm like, yeah, you're trying to, like, not make this as bad as it is. And I thought that was sweet of him. And then, and then when Simon... Goes to school after winter break and he has a little pride flag. Truly in the okay, theater, I was he like, he does. But then, but then he all like. By the way, when I said we were alike in a lot of ways, I didn't mean like so dumb. that. But he is he's dumb. <laughs> and when, but but the representation of like the adults being like, this is life. This on your phones, that's not life. And I was like, yeah, that's realistic for adults when you are a teenager with a smartphone. Like that's. That's accurate for high school. Obviously, it was pushed to 11 because it's a movie, which is why I wanted to suplex it for taking all the phones in the hallway. It's the hallway. It's between classes. You were allowed your phone in the hallway, sir. We were. I don't know. Not until right. later. Really? But, like, you teachers, teachers were gone when that was, like, Teachers wouldn't just take your allowed. phone if you were using it they in the just, middle of the hallway. They wouldn't just take it, but I think I was, like, a junior or a senior, so you had graduated when they Maybe. finally were like, you can actually use your phone in the hallway now, which people, like, already did. I was going to say, But like, it was, like, officially, like, greenlit. Same with, like, iPods, RIP. And even then, if you were caught on it in class, you, they would just hold on to it until the end of class. Like, the whole day. I don't know. That felt... That felt Bad. 
taking a ch- our child's phone for the whole day. The whole day. The whole day. He wanted yeah. to check his email, man. He had to see if Blue responded. Yeah. I you guys catch the joke halfway through the movie? I don't know. They're at lunch, and it's shortly after Martin does the, like, fry shark thing. Yeah, which was just annoying. <sighs> oh, my God. And then uh, Nick and Simon are walking away. And as they walk away, you can hear Martin say... What do you call someone who's black and Jewish? Oh, I did hear Jewish. that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, and Bram is that thing. Black and Jewish. He's black. And, and Jewish. his name is Blue. Ha! <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 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 I get yeah. it. Yeah. I get it. You get it. I get it. I did like that scene because Nick was just staring at them across the <laughs> table. Like, like, it's the most character he had the whole movie when he was just like, I write deeply <laughs> annoyed. Yes. Yeah. And weren't we all? Weren't we all? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings about the vice principal. I didn't, like, everything he said was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, he seemed to mean well, I guess. He's He's no Miss Albright. He's no Miss Albright. She's great. No, Miss Albright's who we should all stretch. I loved in the beginning when she was like, I had my doubts when they said that we couldn't let anyone in. I had my doubts. That's it. That's the end of my speech. <laughs> I loved when after she chewed out the two homophobic kids, she took their stereo. Whatever was like, this is I'm. This is my. This belongs to me now. I'm selling it. I'm getting my tubes tied. <laughs> yeah, she was great. Yeah, she was great. I like the the kids were like, you can't talk like that to us. She like, I just did. I just did. Yeah, taste it. The, there's a little Jerks. spin-off show called Love Victor, and um, I watched the first season. I have not watched all three. Uh, and that teacher makes an appearance in the first episode. Oh, good. Because it's supposed to be at the same yeah. school. I liked her. I, really, I, I liked her speech. It felt like a really good... Like, sometimes it can feel forced or too hammy, like they're trying mm-hmm. to make a teacher cool. Like, they were trying to make the vice principal cool. The vice principal in text was trying to be cool. But Miss Aubrey was just cool, cool. Yeah. We like her. Yeah. However, the best character in the movie, do you know who it was? Who do you think the best character in the movie is? Was it the dog? No. You liked you liked his sister. Nora. Oh, you did like completely different from the book. Really? Yeah. She she just she tries so hard and wants everything to be nice. <laughs> she makes these perfect little breakfasts for the family. She's supportive of Simon. Yells at her dad when he's being a dick at Christmas. She just, she's, she's the best. She's, she's a good noodle. She's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, 10 years old or whatever. But, yeah. Just wants to be on top shelf. She does. That's all she wants. She'll be there someday. Yeah. I just really like that she saw it and then the post and like already reported it. Yeah, she and was, was like, it. I'm taking care of it. And I was like, do you want to talk? Does she ask if he wants to talk? I don't remember. I don't, well, he's, 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 he's clearly yelly. like upset. He's yelly at that point in time. Yeah. He makes her cry, which is yeah. like sad. More, more points off he's for He's kind Simon. of going through but something. He's, he's going through something. So like, whatever. You lash out when you're emotionally compromised. I liked the dad though. I mean, he he was annoying in that he made jokes he didn't need to make. But like, but like, I liked when he cried. 
<laughs> I often think yeah. of, whenever I say it, not whenever I say it, but often when I say it, I'm trying, I think of that specific scene where Simon's like, stop crying. He's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. So if I say, I'm trying, I'm thinking specifically of that scene. <laughs> and then he's like, we can sign up for Grinder together. And also, I don't know, I really liked, I again would have liked it to have been a stronger apology or a story beat, but like that attitude how he didn't mean the jokes, but the fact that he was making them was still problematic and he felt bad after he found mm-hmm. out that Simon was gay, you know, where mm-hmm. like some kind of like, even if my son wasn't gay, I shouldn't have been making those jokes to begin with. This is open, I'm blah, 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 I'm gonna change. I mean, he, he we know that he is going to, like we know yeah. that he feels bad and that he's turning. He's a good but like, But like, you know, I, I, I think it's important for the, um, a movie like this to point out common behaviors like those jokes and like Simon's comment at the beginning about Ethan as like quote unquote harmless but like interrogate them a little bit through the characters that would have been nice to have a stronger thread of that through the movie yeah yes oh this is just me (laughs) twirling your hair (laughs) no I'm doing this with it because it just sticks out it was you were twirling it yeah when you saw when I was doing this I'm just doing this you were twirling. Yeah. I was twirling it when you saw me. Yeah, and then yes. I was holding it. I wasn't twirling it. I think you were twirling it. Do you? No, I can't live with this. They're part of the friend group, but they're not <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'm going to snap your neck. Please, you would feel amazing. On that note, wait. Do I, do either of you watch the Great British Baking Show? I no. watched half of a season. You didn't watch the whole season? No, because um, I went to my friend's house and they were already watching it and I had stopped at Trader Joe's and I bought some microwavable samosas and it felt like a sign because when I got <laughs> to their house that what they were making was samosas and I was like, I'm having those. <laughs> what? So, what is happening what here? What is happening here? <laughs> so um, we watched a couple episodes and then when I went home I was like, well, like two episodes from the end, I got to know who wins. Yeah. So I watched half of the season. There you go. Yeah. There was um, one season, there was a high school girl who was on it, and she was she was great. She reminded me of Nora. Uh, but she was also like, it, it's so funny because, like, when they're, they're shooting, they shoot on like the weekends. So mm-hmm. she would just like be in school studying for exams. <laughs> Then take the bus out to the middle of the countryside where they've got their baking tent and do some baking. Just do and some go baking. Back. I think she got like some cookbook deals or something. Good She's for her. Like, yeah. She uh she got to be kind of a, a famous home chef. Good for her. In uh in Britain. I don't know, I love the British baking show. I don't watch it all the time, but whenever I'm feeling especially down, it's always it's so much nicer than American cooking shows because like they cut into something and they're immediately like "Mm, I can tell this is dry this thing is crusting off this should have had more oil in it and on the great British baking show like even if it's not bad they're like you know what it does have a good spongy texture you really gave it your Mm -hmm. all and it's so nice it's so very wholesome and like there'll be times where somebody is it's time to like the last five minutes and somebody's like really behind so like other people who have finished will like rush over to their station and like help them out and like it's a competition but everybody's just 
they were just cooking in their homes before they want everyone to succeed and like it's it's very good television man. it's very, very good television. television big fan of that yeah fun fact in the book <laughs> the Nora baking show book <laughs> uh, Nora is actually very like just being kind of standoffish and secretive and like getting her ears pierced and like dressing more like edgy and then the end thing is actually a talent show not cabaret and her and Leah are in a band yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. So it's called Leah on the Offbeat because Leah's the drummer. Oh, the next book. There you go. There you go. Did she get it? Sorry. Um, as a person who did drum lessons, I know how to play one. Just one. It's two sticks. <laughs> At least two, three drums. <laughs> but I often practice on it's just two ones. Can you, can you do a drum roll? No. That was a thing I could never figure Actually, out. Actually, I was able to get that eventually. It was it was hard, though. Drums were very hard because you have to have your hands do two different things. That's correct. Which, like, sounds dumb. Because, like, when you play piano, your hands are doing two different things. I don't... I, they're, they're, they're making... Ah, I can't do no, it, No, drummer, being a drummer is very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. Like, even just this past weekend, my dad's friend was like, oh, can you do the thing where, like, one hand does, like, two time and the other one does, like, three time or something? Except um, it wasn't just this. It was, like, some, it was more complicated than that. And I was like, John, you know I can't do this. Please don't shoot me. I tried, and it was very difficult. Drum was. Hard. I used to practice. Uh, I think it's called a paradiddle. It's a drum. It's a drum pattern, but it's uh, left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right. Yeah, that was so hard. Left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right. Yeah. Got it. It's your Monday the Bob's Burgers episode. Right. Tina can't get their handshake. Everyone's like, God, Tina. Yeah. But eventually, you like you can do it like really fast. Sorry, this is this is terrible for uh, the audio medium. We're gonna we start a band where we're all drummers. I'll have you know that I was listening to a song from Pitch Perfect, and I thought whenever we watch that movie, I'm making you guys learn the cup thing if you don't already know it. I know the cup thing. Do it right now. <laughs> Wait, well, I need a cup. Need a cup. It's been a long time since I've done the cup thing. I used to know the cup thing. I was very good at okay. it as a child. I hope it all comes back to you. I hope you fail. <laughs> I, I can't. I cannot do the cup thing. Do that. Do that again. One, two. Three. You played clarinet. Like you should have some music. I didn't play it well. Do 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 do. Dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> there you go. That's the first part of it, right? Welcome <laughs> <laughs> at I think this could be cut. I'm gonna send you the clip of the Bob's Burgers episode. I watched it on the plane and I was quietly losing my shit because it's like a complicated like hand back and forth with a rhyme. And Gina's like, I, I, 
what? And then like, Tina, you can't do this. And like, everybody can. And Louise is trying to teach her. And she's like, because I clap once and then do that. And she's like, you, you have to go slower. <laughs> and then reach. And she's like, it's too fast. It's too fast. <laughs> I knew, I knew someone who like, can't clap on beat to things. Like, it just doesn't compute. And I'm like, Wanted to make sure I remember. Oh. If I had a cup that wouldn't spill <laughs> water. <laughs> Have you seen the vine for the guy who can do the cup? Where he's like, whenever you hear you have to do it. <laughs> have to do it. Like a full cup. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's got a coffee and he's like, ah! <laughs> he's screaming. Right now, Dave, we're going to get a tangent. Okay. More tangents. Hey God, hey God. What if he do the cup song to running up that hill? <laughs> Love Simon. Love Simon. <laughs> Love Simon. I know you said that you were like weirded out by the Ferris wheel thing, but no part of you was like, who's it gonna be? And then when Bram showed up, you weren't like. <laughs> As a person who freaking loves teen rom-coms, this is what I live for. <laughs> like, I was like, well, I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this is deeply Christian shit. Yeah, <laughs> aggressively so. Yeah. Like, I saw it with, um, I saw it in theaters twice, actually. And the first time I saw it with my friend and my sister. And once Bram showed up and we knew it was him. And then they were on the Ferris wheel going up. My friend was like, kiss, kiss, kiss. In the theater. And it was also another fun thing because when Bram showed up, everyone laughed and everyone cheered. And then the theater did the thing that you didn't like the other people <laughs> doing where when they did kiss at the top, everyone was like, yay. Yay for them. Yay for them. And literally I just sat there and was like, what is the, they're gay, good for them. Is that the watching last night literally like even when simon grabbed the one coffee because he was alone i started smiling because i was like there is a movie <laughs> i watched this week and then i'm gonna make him watch later that's my pick um i have not yet announced what it will be and <laughs> it i was watching and i was like this is so good how do you hate it so much and I can't tell if I want to watch it with you guys to see you hate it, or <laughs> if that'll just bring me down. Oh, now you know what it's like when I pick movies. <laughs> yeah, you guys are not going to have fun with this one. Yeah. No, I I did like the suspense. I mean, I knew I knew someone was going to show up. I wasn't sure who it was going to be. And then it was Bram, and it's like, I like Bram. He's great. Yeah, he's good. I know you said that you were like, wouldn't it be fun if it was someone else? But I would have felt cheated. Really? Because I'd be like, I don't know anything about this person. Well, so they could like, suck. I mean, I guess I know them because of emails. Yeah. But honestly, I was just happy it wasn't Cal and I was happy it wasn't Martin. And I was basically right because I thought it was Grand. It was Bram. So <laughs> they are the same person. I wanted was 
this one episode of What's New Scooby-Doo? <laughs> Where Velma unmasks the villain at the end. And we have seen these characters, but Mystery Inc. has not. So Velma was like, it's... Who are you? <laughs> and it's like, this doesn't count because we haven't seen them before. So my perfect record remains perfect because there was literally no way for me to know that it was these because I have never seen these people before in my life. And she goes on a tirade and it's very funny. I would have liked that. Maybe I wouldn't have. I don't fucking know. No, I like that it was Bran. Okay. Because Bran's a good noodle. Also, great thing about this movie is that while filming it, it inspired the person who plays Bran to come out. Good. Apparently, he does not like to label his sexuality, but he mm. says he likes men and women. And then Nick Robinson, who plays Simon, his brother came out. And then I heard that there was someone else who was like close to the main mm-hmm. staff. And I'm like, I felt very happy watching this movie <laughs> because I love it. And, um, yes. Also, the person who plays Simon and the person who plays Nora were in another movie together before this. The Fifth Wave. Don't know what that is. The Fifth Wave. What do you mean? (laughs) It's another teen dystopian novel. Cool. Aliens come. Awesome. They're fine. I'm killing (laughs) off people. The humans. (laughs) I thought you were just going to stop there. (laughs) No, but I really like Nick Robinson, so whenever he's in anything, I'm like, yes, I'll watch. And so, him being in a movie that I really liked. He was in Jurassic World. He was. He was was in Jurassic World. He was a brother who just, like, stared at girls. All the time. (laughs) All the time. No, I saw Jurassic World. He was the older brother. Great. Yeah. The one who wasn't, like... Great. I haven't seen the new one yet. I hear it's bad and I really want to see it. I haven't seen the new one because I'm afraid it's going to make me sob like the second <laughs> one did. I forgot the third. What? Right? This is the third of this, of this one. I thought this was the fourth Jurassic World. No, this is the third. How are you both wrong? I've only seen the first Jurassic World. Okay, it's the first Jurassic World, they're on the island. The second one, the second one, the guy's trying. They gotta save them, and the people are like buying the dinosaurs and selling them to rich people. In the basement, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. I thought, (laughs) sorry, I I was like, wait, I thought Island and then Basement were two different movies, but we just, we just, it's long, so we get there. It's long. It's long. And both the Island and the Basement made me like, full on like, let me ever cry. With the Brachiosaurus is up. Yes! I literally was like, like losing it in the theater. And then at the end, when the dinosaurs, can I tell you, do you care? You've already told me the story, oh, but yes. Yeah. Continue. No. No, we've got <laughs> For the listeners. For the listeners. So she has to decide if she's going to hit the button to save the dinosaurs or not hit the button to save the dinosaurs. And it's funny because every single person I've talked to is like, she shouldn't have hit the button because now the dinosaurs are out in the world and they're going to kill everyone. And that's bad. And I, th- I have yet to meet a single person who agrees with me because I'm like, I would have hit that button, no hesitation. Like, she has to think about it for a couple minutes and they're dying and then she, like, has a heart and hits it. No, I wouldn't. I don't care. Dinosaurs go free. It's fine. <laughs> I can't watch them die. As someone's toddler is being in the live in the background, you're like, look. Pros <laughs> and cons. Your child was a con. 
And I I fear that this one will also make me cry a lot. So I have to have other people see it and then tell me if I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, love Simon. <laughs> love Simon. Yeah. If you didn't, like, squeal on the inside um, at the Ferris wheel part, you have no heart. I just really like this movie. It's so good. I can tell. Where's all your merch? I have none. Wow. I brought in several merches. <laughs> I don't need to subscribe to capitalism or something. <laughs> I just watch this movie a lot. A lot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe one day you'll like it too, David, if you can get over your hatred of Simon. About a six. About a six. It could have been a five. It was a five. It's a six. Also could have been like a nine. It's true. <laughs> I'm reading through my notes again that I was taking while Tell watching us your the movie. Um, I wrote Martin's thing at the restaurant worked. Question mark, question mark. Right? Abby thinks he's cool now? Question mark, question mark. That was a scene I was not here for. Nope. It was, it was very awkward and I didn't like it. And the thing is, I could see how in the moment, maybe Abby would be like, that was actually kind of empowering. And it's nice that someone did that. But how was she not reacting like Nick reacted when right. in the next scene he's like, I'm a fry shark. Because I wanted to kill him. Yeah. Especially because she was like, what are you doing at first? Because he was just like taking her fry. Yeah. You were invading her space. You are being weird. Yeah. yeah. I was not a fan. No. On the Waffle House thing. And if anyone did that to me, I would probably take one of the frying pans and bash their head in. Um, <laughs> That's a scene I would cause. I felt really like, I felt bad for her for a variety of reasons. One of them was she was on the inside, so she couldn't just get up and leave. Simon was just sitting there and was also kind of horrified, but like she couldn't just like run away because <laughs> Simon was in the way. Yeah. I, I really liked her reaction after saying no to Martin when she just sat down and was like, that was horrible. Because what else do you what do, do but be like, ah, horrible. because I... When he was like, I need your advice. It's kind of a big gesture. I was like, Jesus, I, I don't know if I can watch what he's about to do. Because obviously yeah, it was going to be felt, a yeah. big football stadium thing. Yeah. But and then, and then, of course, he blamed Simon for giving him bad advice. And I was like, God, Martin, maybe, maybe you got to do some reflecting, man. Also, maybe yeah. you should have seen that Simon was like visibly annoyed right. and being sarcastic about things or just being done with it. So you should not have taken his word too hard. My, my notes from that scene are, Martin still sucks. Why is he doing this at the football game? This is the worst. Why is no one tackling him and stopping this? And why is the vice principal encouraging this? He should have not... I, I was not happy that he was supportive of Martin for trying. He should have been <laughs> escorting Martin, him out of the stadium. But Martin was, I mean, he clearly didn't like, like, what he, he also thought it was awkward that he was pulling his hat down like, yeah. no. But Martin clearly just embarrassed himself in front of 
a good chunk of the school. And so this was him trying to prevent any sort of like, ha ha, look at that guy. He got rejected and being like, hey, you gave it a shot. Good, good try. But is that a good thing? I think it was a bad thing. The way in which he gave it a shot was bad. (laughs) It was, yes, period, bad. But I don't know high schoolers are dumb. No offense to any high schoolers who may be listening, but like 10 years down the line. But Kristen thinks you're stupid. You're going to agree with us in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. That's how it is. is. (laughs) My next note after the football scene is, Am I unclear on how attraction works? <laughs> Question mark. I don't know what that was in reference to. I don't know. But I think it it might have been when Simon was like, Nick, like you love Nick, go or like trying to set Leah up with Nick, and mm-hmm. Leah's like, sure, okay. I was like, but there's been no indication that you've been into Nick at all. No. Like, why are you suddenly just like, yeah, I'll go on a date with Nick? That sounds like... Because. She's like, yeah, I may as well. Give it a shot. But like, they're just friends. Leah knows that. Nick knows that. They appear to have suffered no consequences. So yes, there's that. There's Can you, some people that. are like that. Some real people are just like, I'll give it a shot. I'll go on this date. And then Can't they live their lives that. the way that they did. And they just, live, they they just, just continue, continue living. They just continue living. Huh. And it does not seem to adversely affect them. And that uh, boggles the mind. Yeah. What are your secrets? I don't. I don't understand. If you are one of these fantasy people who can go on dates <laughs> and then continue to live your life, tell us your secrets. Last last note. Last is, note. Quote: You still believe in love? Asks the teenager of the other teenager. <laughs> Teenagers say that shit all the time. They think it's they're true. so deep and they're so they wise. Do. They've been jaded. They've been through so much in it's their true. 15 to 17 years. Yeah. Loved it. They've been through it. was like, all. oh, you babies. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know. I can, I can see it from the point of, like, Abby just watched her parents get divorced, which probably is going to, like fundamentally change the way she views some things. I can see why she's like, I don't even know if love is real. Because I think some people who are older might feel that way, but especially when you're a teen and everything's like dramatic and you feel a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I can see Simon being like, what? You don't believe? Because he grew up with his parents, who he described as like high school sweethearts and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, they didn't peak in high school. No. I really liked his mom a lot. She was so great. When her little her little exhale speech. Yeah. David did not like Simon's mom. (laughs) No, I like Simon's mom. She's anti Jennifer Garner. I like Simon's mom. I wasn't as big a fan of his dad, but I like the mom just fine. Not as good as the sister though. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's the best. So rank the Spear family. Like <laughs> <laughs> them on more or less than Simon, because I know you're one and four. Nora, mom, Simon, dad. Why'd you have to think about that? Biggest fan of Simon. This is evident. I'd like to add a fifth member of the Spear family. He does have a ranking. sister who was not in the movie. I was gonna say his bed <laughs> because the whole movie I was like. 
that is so cool. It was in the right. middle of like a little chalkboard thing. And I was like, yeah. this is such a rich kid high school bed. Like they designed this to be yeah. like a cool room that the teens could admire. It's working yeah. on me. It's worked on me with work. all the lights everywhere. I'm like, that looks downright yeah. cozy. Like, God, it's set aside its own little like loft corner. And I was like, yeah. man, I want a bed like that. Don't make a dream sweet dreams. So I spent the whole movie just admiring that. I liked the chalkboard. I may have to I may have to think about that for my own room. Yeah. You should do it. I my my bed was in the middle of my room, but now I pushed it up against the wall as my beds always tend to migrate towards <laughs> the walls. Um but mostly to uh unblock the ear vent. Anyways, um so now that I'm against the wall, maybe you need some chalkboard. You need some chalkboarding. Yeah. And just do some chalkboard paint. Why and not? The wall is your chalkboard. There you go. So Simon's room, fab. Yeah. Simon's other sister, who we do not see, who is never mentioned. <laughs> She's cool. Yep. We could, um, I'm trying to think. Like, we could rank bedrooms of the, of the teenagers that we've seen so far. Best is probably uh, Edward from Twilight. Nope. nope. I was already thinking if he says Edward from Twilight, I'm gonna throw a fit. He's it was bad because he list. didn't have a bed, and I'm like, he doesn't sleep, and that still bothers. Beds her. are nice. He but doesn't he... have one, and all of his there's too many windows. It's not cozy. But there, no, the windows are so because yes, he has a lot of windows, but he's also in the middle of a forest. But like, but like, <laughs> like wouldn't you just, anyone it's not cozy. Wouldn't you always just no? Roll? It's very like natural light. Wouldn't you just That's not cozy. Cozy. You could just watch the birds all day? He could do that with slightly smaller windows. No, the windows are great. No, the, the, I'm with David. The windows are great. I don't like it. I, a person who's like, don't look at me, would be like, I have to buy so many curtains now. <laughs> but I would like the option of having them open. Yeah. Because many windows, and they're great windows. Yeah. And they're in the middle of nowhere, so no one would be looking at you anyways. <laughs> That's what you hope. If they were, you could just eat them. You're all wrong. If you're a vampire. Well, yeah, only vampires get cool rooms like that. They can keep them. And then Simon's not a vampire and he has a cool room. Mm -hmm. But it's not the same kind of a cool room. I'm trying to think now. Cool rooms. I was trying to think of Juno's room, but... And Booker phone. Yeah. She has that. She got a good phone. Fine. Which I respect because it seems like an actual like teen room. Is yeah. L Wood's room? Hers is cool. But she's a college student. She's in high school at the beginning when we see her room. I guess she's a... No. Wait, no, because she goes They're from college, college to law school. Yeah. Oh. So that's like her college senior room. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. At, at the sorority. Yeah. I just right. watched this on the plane. Okay. My memory is fresh. Mm. I remember that she had a room in like a house, but I guess that was a sorority yeah, house, yeah. not mm-hmm. like a house house. Yeah. Um, but I did like her room in the dorm. That was nice. I did like her room in the dorm as well. Like Cher's room is great. Yeah. Rooms. Mm. Rooms. 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 <laughs> yeah. Chalkboards. I'm into them. Are there any things that you wanted to talk about, Kristen, especially, since this is like your favorite movie of all time? It's not my favorite movie of all time. I just like it a lot. <laughs> your very um, favorite movie. 
your one desert island movie pick? What would be your one desert island movie pick, Kristen? I'm thinking. <laughs> this is the face of a thinker. I don't know. It was an underwhelming answer. There are too many movies. It would probably be some sort of rom-com. You only get one. Circle back to me. What would be yours, David? Watch that many movies, so... Would it be The Room? <laughs> it would definitely it's one of It's 25% of the movies you own, David. It, it is. is. It is. That is. That does mean that it has a higher chance of coming with me to a different <laughs> island. It wouldn't be any of the ones that I've made you watch. Those are bad. No, they're great. <laughs> they're great, but they wouldn't come with me to a desert island. As much as I enjoy the Holy Motors and the Shoplifters. One has no point. One is sad. <laughs> I actually have, I got another movie by that same director that's downstairs. Is it also sad? I don't know. It's called it Afterlife. <laughs> so everyone's dead, but... <laughs> what everyone's dead is not a sad... But it's like, they're in, the, they're in some sort of afterlife. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But somebody on Twitter had been like, this movie's good. And I was like, oh, I know that director. And that's yeah, all it wow. takes to recommend something to me. It's <laughs> like, somebody that I vaguely know being like, this thing was good. <laughs> like, oh, okay. All right. It's on the list now. I mean... So many movies I could tell you are good, and you're that's never true. gonna watch them though. So that's a lie. It's not not a lie. What's your movie, Kristen? I don't know. You didn't say your movie. No. I'm Hallie sure. hasn't said a movie. The Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Disney's Robin Hood. Nice. I like Robin Hood a lot. Got a lot of nice songs. Yeah, I can sing that on a desert island, I bet. Yeah. You have to choose one. Probably a rom-com. Right now. That doesn't narrow it down. All your favorite movies are rom-coms. <laughs> no. Twelve Angry Men is not a rom-com. <laughs> That's one of your favorite movies? Yeah. <laughs> that one came out of Yeah. Nowhere. People think they have me pinned, and they do not. <laughs> Surprise! Like the black and white one? Yeah. All right. Have you seen The Lion in Winter? No. It is, nothing, it is nothing like 12 Angry Men, except that it's an older classic. And it's even more surprising because I get mad at old movies. I was going to say, you don't like The pacing movies. is all wrong. They spend 45 minutes on something that could be done in 20 minutes. Yeah. The scripts are both really good, is sort of what made me think of it. Is like the writing is really incredible in both okay. of them. Yeah. You guys didn't know I liked 12 Angry Men. <laughs> we should sure recalibrate your brains now. Yeah, we do. Would, uh, would not have guessed that. In <laughs> it's like the scene in Spider Man. When he walks past and then backtracks into the comic and he's like, reevaluate my personal biases. <laughs> yeah. I have depth, <laughs> but also have, um, I don't know, pass. You're going to be real bored on that desert island then. Yeah, no movies for yeah. Kristen. No, I get to pick a movie. 
the thing is that there are some movies that like I know that they're not like my favorite favorite but I just like have a real fun time watching them because you know what else I was thinking speaking of teen rom-coms that should be on the list is to all the boys I've loved before because that caused a splash and I watched that three times in one day when it first came out (laughs) Because I have problems. Um, because rom-coms are so fun. I can't even make my arms go back <laughs> as far as you did. Got weird shoulders. Got weird shoulders. They do whatever. <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just like that. That's a, that's a thing that they do. Um, pass. <laughs> okay. It might we'll be the show but it might not be met. <laughs> It could be 12 Angry Men. You don't know me. It could be Get Out, which is not a rom-com. <laughs> or an old movie. Okay. Well. We'll circle back to that. You can think about it. Should we talk about what happens next time? Yeah! <laughs> Alright, so I did screw up. I was going to write an intro for this. Before I watched it, oh, David, I, didn't David. I thought you had written it before. Do you I have any memories of what you too. thought it was before you started? This would have been such a good one to hear your unaffected thoughts. Oh. Yeah. Um. No. <laughs> you don't God remember what it. you thought, like uh, vague ideas of what you thought it might. So you like knew, robots, the color yellow, like anything. Bumblebee. <laughs> so the one thing I knew about this. Josh DeMel. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I knew about this was um, monk child with blue arrow on his head. And I don't know. I didn't know anything more than that. You didn't However, know what his deal was? I didn't know, right. no idea what his deal was. You didn't know if him. he was being blackmailed by someone or no, his sexuality. He very yeah. well have been. But, so next time, meet Appa. He's a flag bison. He loves hay and drifting around the ocean. Appa is friends with Aang, who has a blue arrow on his head <laughs> and has been frozen in ice for a hundred years. Most people consider Aang to be the star of the show, but secretly, it is Appa, with his six legs and great big beaver tail, who steals every scene he's in. That's right. For next time, we have a very special episode for you. It's Avatar The Last Airbender, book one. Woohoo! Yay. Though, we've always, like, broadly, allegedly been a pop culture podcast. Up until now, we've only really discussed movies that I've missed out on, but... Listeners, let me tell you, there's far more than just movies that I've been catching up on. <laughs> so, there's so many shows I haven't there's seen. So I don't, I like very rarely watch TV at all. And when I do, it's always like something old and weird. So like... Heathers, when you did your, when you did your like example, catching up yeah. David, you were like, Heathers. <laughs> and then yeah. neither have you or I had seen it. Nope. That yeah. has since changed. Changed. Have both of you seen it? Now? No. No, not I'm, you. I have seen it. Yeah, you didn't like it. Nope. <laughs> I don't know that I like it either, but that's besides the point. That's beside the point. Yeah. So 
we decided to do a TV show for next week. And I've heard nothing but good things about it for years. And I started again before I wrote this intro. I'm sorry. I, I jumped right in. I was, I was going to do a thing and then I just jumped right in. So I can't give you my usual bad predictions. But as of tonight, Allie and I have watched nine? Nine episodes. Nine of the 20 episodes of book one. So I know the characters and the general shape of the journey, but I don't know how things are going to turn out. Anyway, after watching, I immediately came home and started poking around on Etsy for some Appa plushies because he's the best and I love a good flying bison. So that's next time. Avatar. 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 The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. We're not watching the movie, which I've heard uh, no good things about. We watched the movie. Oh, the oh, live action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, the live action. Oh, we should. The live action. We probably should. We after probably we should <sighs> after the show. I've I've heard that it's it's bad it in is like a variety of ways. Excruciatingly bad. So anyway. But the show is remarkable. Did you see they're making three new Yes and everyone's like please be two D, please be two D, please be two D. I didn't even consider that they wouldn't be two D. Everyone loves I'm the animation. Really movies. afraid of that. But this is like the this is like the original Avatar people, isn't it? Doing it. I think so, because I remember I told you that they like, oh, okay, so after the the bad live-action Avatar, everyone has been scarred by it. Yep. And so, years ago, Netflix was like, we're going to do another live-action Avatar, and everyone was like, no. And then they're like, but we got the original creators in, and everyone's and like, like mm-hmm. cautiously, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cautiously optimistic. And then, um, about a year and a half, Two years ago, uh, the original creators announced that they were leaving the project due to creative differences, and everyone's Uh-oh. like, "Well, that's not good." Everyone's like, "Well, we've written off the live action yep. show, absolutely not." But what's great is that those creators decided to open their own like Avatar Studios. I don't know if that's what it's called or if it's something. But it's else. something but similar. But it's going to, that. to be where they continue on stories that are like in the world yep. of Avatar, which I am deeply excited about yes they have kiyoshi books they have two mm-hmm. out already i haven't yet to read them i don't know why because i love kiyoshi Kiyoshi's great but yeah one of the three movies is going to be about avatar kiyoshi who That's you know about one. yeah the first one's the first one's going to be, one's gonna be about avatar kiyoshi i won't say <laughs> yeah i'll wait until you finish the show yep okay well season one at least we're doing we're just doing season one I mean, if I enjoy it, which I so far have enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Spoiler. <laughs> I like this I'm a lot. just going to be upset if we stop at book one. We can do. We can do. Yeah. We'll reevaluate after book one. Yeah. I may just watch I just, it. We'll continue. I felt like making us watch 60 episodes no, of the television series was also probably too much. That's true. So we're just going to do season one. Especially because each season probably needs its own episode anyway, because so oh, much yeah. happens. Oh, no, so, each season was definitely yeah. its own episode. They, they pack so much. We'll talk about it next we'll time. Talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And I am excited to hear that they are going to have more things in the world because the world is great. And I'm glad that they're not doing it as live action because the animation is really excellent. Yeah. And I think that's, I think it would lose something. Did you know that there's another spinoff show that is 2D animated? Is that The Legend of Korra? It is The Legend of Korra. I've heard of it. Well, John. I know nothing about it. Um, It's The Legend of Korra. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, Cora. Yeah. Cora. Her legend. Exactly. You're familiar. Yeah, of course. Um, so that's next time. I'm very excited because, like I said, I've already watched about half of it and it's really good so far. So Avatar, that's going to that's gonna be for next episode. And until then, so long, Kristen. So long, David. Goodbye, Hallie. Farewell, David. And goodbye, listeners. <laughs>